How is it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Zoobcast. This is episode 35, fresh off of our Zoobcast award show, which went very well. Very happy about that. Handed out some nice awards. Do it again next year. We like you could tell, like the off season sucks, dude. We need we need content so bad. It'll be so, so apparent in this episode. Yeah, oh, well, this is boys. I'm, I'm letting you know here, guys. This is gonna be a bad. It's gonna be a sleepy one. We're we're short on stuff. We're gonna get guests probably in the coming weeks, but this is we're, we'll do our best here. Um, in the world of hockey, since we've last spoken to you, playoffs are still happening, and just last night the. New York Rangers destroyed Carolina in game seven. It was not particularly close. I believe it was six, two was the final score. Uh, also there was a fun, do you see the, the tweet that was like the Rangers were like, guess the final score or something. Yeah. 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 Barkley and, Goodrow's dad. <laughs> yeah. Barkley Goodrow's dad responded to the tweet with the correct answer. He's like six, two Rangers and he got it right. So that's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so the second round is now officially over. The winners from the four series was Edmonton over Calgary in five games. Uh, Colorado over St. Louis in six games. Yes. Six games. Um, and then obviously Carolina loses in game seven to the Rangers who advance and the lightning swept the Panthers, just like we all predicted. Uh, so the conference finals, right. Wow. Wow. Yes. We don't need to check our predictions because they're all correct. Um, but speaking of that, let's check our predictions and see how we did. So originally, like a month ago, when we predicted the entire playoffs, uh, our conference finals were Florida against Boston, which, wow, that was a miss. That was just a, a really poor choice. And then we had, and then we had, Bo- we had Florida sweeping Boston in this, <laughs> in this conference finals. Uh, that did not happen, unfortunately. And then in the West... Uh, it was closer. We had call. We had uh, Colorado and Calgary. Uh, obviously got one of those right. The other one was a few games off, but still close. Uh, but either way, um, our so let's let's talk about this for a sec because Tampa Bay. I want to start in the East. Tampa Bay beats Toronto in a pretty even, hard-fought seven-game series. They they bought back or they they came back from from two elimination games. Um, like it was a tough series. They got by, it was like, man, defending champs barely got by Toronto. And now they're going up against Florida who had like the best offense the whole season, bit of a shaky first round, but everyone's like, that's okay. They'll turn it on. And then I don't know what happened to the Florida Panthers. I don't know if they were going to the strip club too many nights in Tampa Bay or something, uh, which did happen apparently. Um, but they get swept. Florida gets swept by Tampa Bay. Now, Josh, we're going to start with you because I'm going to go back to your original prediction on that series, which when it happened, you said your I believe your words were Florida will either win in four or five or Tampa will win in seven. Uh, A bit of a bit of a mix up there. Um, But uh, out of what you watched of that series, what did you think went wrong? 
for your Panthers? I think Louis uh, actually edited the audio, so it said the opposite of what I actually said. Oh, sure. By the way, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, they just I don't know. I mean, okay. So part of it is they didn't play like as well as you know they did in the regular season because they were just so dominant offensively. But the other thing is Vasilevsky had what like a nine eighty. True. Like he gave yeah. up three goals on like two hundred, not two hundred shots. Sorry, because there's only four games. What was it? Two goals on like 120 some shots, 130 some shots. That is ridiculous. Like no matter how quickly they lost the series, whatever. But like that's just crazy. And it's cool to see, you know, on the verge of maybe like a dynasty with the three peat. Yeah. But it would have been cool to see that Florida Colorado series that I think most hockey fans wanted to see when they started the playoffs. I think there was a couple of factors. For Sens fans especially, they want to see Florida win because it means Giroux is going to win the cup and then come to Ottawa, which unfortunately didn't happen. And then speaking of that, there was like a report. I forget the writer, but it was, I think, a Flyers writer. Yeah, yeah. Flyers beat writer. Yeah, yeah who, who kind of like half-heartedly linked the Sens to Giroux, um, but I don't think that's a clean lead, uh, but still kind of cool to see. Um one thing that I think Sens fans can take out of this series is Nick Paul is going to keep playing hockey for a bit this year, which is kind of fun. He, he'll, he'll keep going. I, I, I want Nick Paul to see. I don't really particularly like the Lightning winning three in a row, but... Yeah, but it would make it so that if they three-peat, it's like, okay, good for Nick Paul. Yeah, yeah. It makes it, makes it palatable a little bit, which is good. Yeah. Um, while we're on the topic of Tampa Bay, very, very fascinating story came out the other day. Uh, in the athletic about a certain goalie uh, in a certain draft, but essentially the gist of it is current Tampa Bay starter and like consensus, like top three goalie in the league, Andre Vasilevsky. future Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. Future Hall of Famer. He's won a bunch of cups. He was gross. He got drafted by Tampa Bay in 2012. 13? 13? I don't know. The, I can, he I was drafted the same year that Cody Cece was drafted. Yes. Let's just put it this way. And allegedly, the Ottawa Senators, who drafted right before Tampa Bay, like a few picks before Tampa Bay in that draft, um, had an interview scheduled uh, with Andre Vasilevsky, a draft interview before the draft, which like, oh, that's great. What happened? Well, well, we talk about sentencing a lot in this podcast. So, oh, you got sensed. Team got sensed. This player got sensed. Well, the Sens in this scenario got sensed by the sun. They got sensed by the sun because Andre Vasilevsky. We got sensed. We got sensed. We are not advocating for the Phoenix Suns, by the way. We just they got sensed. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky was at maybe Calypso or. I don't think he was in Ottawa. Really? Yeah, I thought I he was. Yeah, because it said in the article, because he was, it said that he was in Ottawa where he was training. Why was so he training he, in Ottawa? Because he had a draft. He was training in Ottawa, like, even before then, because, I, I mean, I don't remember, maybe something with his He loves the city. Trainer. But it was, yeah, it was either Calypso or... or Mont Cascade. Yeah, Mont Cascade was probably <laughs> the other one I would have said. And, and allegedly, Audrey Vasilevsky was, was at this water park, whatever one it was, having a grand old time getting ready to be drafted in the NHL. His dream's about to come true. And he was out in the sun a little long, a little sunburnt. He's hurting. Not a great, he's sore the next morning. His agent calls the Sens, like, listen, man, Andre can't make it. 
He's down for the count. He's out. It's brutal. It's 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 dire. And the Sens go, oh man, that sucks. Oh well. <laughs> and then they let it go. And then they draft Cody Cece because they didn't get an interview with Andre Vasilevsky. Now, to be fair, I saw a point brought up this morning. At the time, the Sens had Craig Anderson, Ben Bishop, and Robin Leonard on their team. So the chances that they were going to draft another goalie are just not, were not high, I'm going to assume. But either way, it's a bit disappointing that they didn't even get the chance <laughs> to follow through with their, you know, attempt to interview him and see what they had. And then they go for Cody Cece, which we all know how that worked out. But you know what? To be fair to Cody Cece, what a friggin' playoff. What is he leading? He's leading in a stat, Louis. A, a fancy yeah, stat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was leading in... Um, I'm going to try to find denied. It, 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 Yeah, zone, I was going to yeah, say. Zone entries denied. 22%. And you know who's second? You know who's second on the list? Michael Stone. So you know oh. it's a really important... I would have guessed, like, Brendan Smith, because he was he had some insane, like, defensive micro stats. No, nope. like, uh, but, but Zach Bogosian is eighth. Zach Bogosian is eighth. And in former Senators legend, Ian Cole is 13th, 14th. So there you go. Sends, sends content um, still in the playoffs. But yeah, Cody CC. So anyway, a little fun story there about Vasilevsky, who maybe almost was a send if it weren't for Calypso and the Sun. Um, there you go. Back uh, back to the playoffs here. Uh, obviously, we just talked about the, the Battle of Florida, which was not much of a battle. The other Eastern series was really, I mean, I personally, a lot of people were kind of just brushed off. Like, oh, this is so boring. Like Rangers, Canes, like, I don't know. Don't even want to watch that. But it went seven games. Uh, you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. And Carolina's stupid streak of only winning at home and losing every single road game uh, comes to an end because they lose at home in game seven to the Rangers. We do not, on this podcast, we have not, really said many good things about the new york rangers we have written them off multiple times hey we wanted them to win round one yes we wanted them they beat they beat they did their job they beat the penguins we wanted them to and i I didn't (laughs) you didn't (laughs) no no josh hates the rangers yeah the rangers are like bottom five least favorite teams for me below the penguins really yeah i don't think the penguins are in the bottom five after kunitz He's not even on the team. Even before <laughs> Kunitz, I, I, I didn't really like them. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But the, the point is, uh, we didn't think the Rangers were going to be here. We didn't really want the Rangers to be here. But here they are. And it's all thanks to Shesterkin, Zibetajad, and Kreider, and maybe a bit of Adam Fox. But No, it's it's just Shesterkin. It's just Shesterkin. Yeah. I mean, they Kreider had like a 40% expected goals through two rounds, and they're, they've won eight games. There unbelievable and now they're playing the tampa bay lightning so so here's the my, scores are going to be like one nothing every single game no but okay but here's my thinking <laughs> right let's look at who the rangers have played goalie wise they've played louis deming and anti-ranta slash peter korchkov and now they have to play the most successful playoff goalie of the last 15 or 20 years so there's a point where their luck runs out, and you have to assume they're not beating. The yeah, but Lightning. if Shesterkin is still playing well, we're still going to get those one nothing, two one games, like Josh said. Okay, but then at that like, point, like which which offense do you trust more? I'd probably say Tampa Bay. Yeah, I know, but to the point. Oh, where I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying, like, they're not. To be fair, if I was looking at Tampa Bay's uh, scoring leaders, and you still have like Kucherov with like 15 points in 11 games, if you look at their goal leaders, who do you think is leading their team in goals, and with how many right now? They've played Tampa, 11 games. Tampa Bay? Yes. Oh. Tampa? 
That's yes. A good question. Is, is it? Is it? It's not points because he was injured. No, it's not point. It's a. Uh, is it Ross? No, it's not Ross Colton. Is it? It is Ross Colton. <laughs> Does he have eight? He has five. Wow. Oh, five. Okay. I thought well, they're, they're, they're scoring. They're scoring by committee. They're scoring by committee. They're spreading it out. They have good depth. Meanwhile, how many goals well, does Ryan right. Reeves have? Right. Well, yeah. I don't know. I I I I don't think I don't think the Rangers can win this series. I really oh, I don't, don't think so either. It's just it's gonna. It's, I don't think it's gonna be a particularly entertaining no um offensive series. But it doesn't need to be. It's okay. It's grind grind it out playoff. Yeah, hockey. we we it's okay. Out. We have McDavid McKinnon in the other. Yeah, conference. let's let's I talk about fine. let's stop talking. The East sucks. Let's talk about a different conference. So Colorado beat St. Louis uh, after. A bunch of shenanigans with like Jordan Binnington and the Kadri thing. Um, I was happy to see Colorado win that, to be honest. Um, they win in six games after freaking Darren Helm scores with like three seconds left to, to win the game, which is hilarious. Um, the Oilers really destroyed Calgary. Like they, that was not, I mean, okay, first of all, the first game of that series was hilarious that was that was, that awesome. was gold that, that was, was so good the best oh it's so good and then the, the Oilers lose nine six after they came back and sack Hyman scored like three goals and then game two Oilers win Evander Kane's playing well Evander Kane plays well the whole series Carter McDavid is disgusting and he scores in overtime <laughs> the Oilers win the game um and they move on Calgary fans are very upset and I would be too I don't really blame you at all um so here's the question. It's now the most fun matchup I think we've seen in the playoffs in a while this late. I saw a point that someone brought up. And it's like, when's the last time you had possibly the two biggest superstars in the league play against each other this late? It's been yeah. forever. Like Lemieux and Gretzky never even played against each nope. other. Like, I'm just trying to think back in recent, recent history. Does Crosby versus Carlson count in 2017? Well, it's probably Crosby and Ovi. <laughs> Yeah, but right. they never went further than the second round. They never That's went the further than the second round. That's oh. what I'm saying. Like, we're saying this late. Like, like you probably have to go, round. like, Colorado-Detroit I mean, when they went against each other in the conference finals in the West, like, a few times when they had, like, Sackick versus Iserman or something. But that wasn't the best players in the league. You could I, say the same, you could, like... You could argue that Carlson not... was the third best player in the league at that point. In the playoff run, maybe. I mean, they weren't the best players either, but... Like when Kane and Stamkos faced off, like that was probably yeah. the closest in the that's final true. when they played. Yeah, the that's a fair point. Because back then Stamkos was so good. I mean, he still is, but a sixty goal yeah. scorer and all. Yep, yeah, sixty goal. Oh, I agree. Patrick Kane was a lot better than he is now. <laughs> it's true. It's a fair point. But the point is, this is this is going to be super fun and awesome. And I'm going to watch all. It starts tonight. By the way, we're recording this on a on a Tuesday. Starts at eight 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 p.m. I believe, which will be great. Yeah. Um. But let's. Okay. So. Colorado's been unreal all year. Everyone knows they've got a stacked lineup. Kale McCarr's gross. Nazem Finally in McKinnon. the third round. Finally yeah. in the third round. And then here come the Oilers with a goalie who led in a goal from center ice and Cody Cece being their best defenseman. So <laughs> what, like, are they going to win? Is Edmonton going to win? Is no McDavid way, gonna right? Do it? <laughs> I, like, I don't know. Do you see, have you seen McDavid? This, guy, this guy's nuts. Like, okay, so here's the thing. I was getting to the point near the end of the regular season. I was like, wow, maybe Matthews is a little better than McDavid. Like, look at what he's doing right now. He's like snipping. He's like scoring all over the place. And then the playoffs started and Connor McDavid was like, wait a sec. Why do people think this? And then just decided to be a beast. I have not seen Matthews do that in the playoffs. So that debate is essentially over for me at this point. I think like 
The way I'm looking at it is like, I don't think Edmonton had the, or sorry, Edmonton, I don't think Calgary had the defenseman to keep up with McDavid. Yep, I agree. Whereas when Colorado's yeah. at home, I think they'll have, if they can match the Makar and Taze pair against the McDavid line, I know that eliminates your best offensive threat, but it also lets you keep up with McDavid. Makar is, an, is just so, like, such a skilled and such a smart defenseman. He's not as fast as McDavid and neither is uh, Taze, but they're both so smart that, there's more to it than just, you know, raw foot speed, right? Like they can keep up with McDavid in other ways. And I think that's going to, that along with the fact that they have more than one line, which I find Calgary yeah. kind of is a one line team is going to help them. I think win. And yeah, I think I it could gonna... be a relative. I mean, I said this last time about Florida, but I still think it could be another quick series. I agree. I think the point of like, yeah, you're canceling out Makar with McDavid, but then that, then at that point, it becomes the rest of your lineup against the rest of Edmonton's lineup. And yeah, I mean, well, that's not, I mean, in my opinion, it's not even close. Like, yeah, because then you have... still, you even still have like Bowen Byron's been really good these playoffs too. Yeah. Like, yeah. so he, he could definitely fill even in jo- there. Josh Manson's been fine for them. Yeah. Oh, he had that it's nice just the OT two Johnsons. Runner. It's the two Johnsons. If yeah. only they still had Gerard, then that would be. Geez. Yeah, then it would be. Yeah, I think the big area of a mismatch for Colorado is going to be their second line against Edmonton's, because yeah. Colorado's God. top two lines are Landeskog, McKinnon, Lekkinen, which is great. Like you have two very good players, and Lekkinen's a good player as well. And then Nichushkin, Kadri, and Rantanen is the second line, which is unreal. Oh my God! And then you put that up. Let me pull up Edmonton's lines. Like Edmonton's second line has done well. But we like just watching the games Edmonton won. Like it was all McDavid, Kane, Drysaddle, right? Like yep. yeah, yep. Hyman had some goals, but it just felt like that line did everything. And then so you're matching that Nachushkin, Kadri, and Rantanen line against Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, and Puyarvi, which three good players, but not on the same level as that line. No, I think that's where there could be like a huge mismatch. And then you get into Colorado's depth, which is good. Like Comfer's a good player. Like Helms yeah. sort of clutch. They have Andrew Cogliano, which I always they have Burakovsky on the third line. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm. and then at that point, like, who's Edmonton rolling out? Like Josh Archibald and Zach like Cassian. Zach yep. Cassian. Like, they're not keeping up. McLeod, like, McLeod's fast, he's okay. I mean, but he's like, fine, but the, yeah. the point is, like, depth is the 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 Colorado has a significant edge of depth, and besides the first Edmonton line, I think Colorado's top guys are much better. Um, and, and also on top of that is. Edmonton's second pair against Colorado's second line. Like, Duncan Keith yeah. is going to get destroyed against yeah. either McKinnon or Ranton. Like, whoever's coming down on him on the rush is going to absolutely destroy him. It's true. That's true. There was a funny... I don't know who, who wrote this, but some... Or who said it, but someone... I was watching Tim and Friends. It was a Sportsnet show. And this was during the Calgary-Edmonton series. And some Edmonton writer came on <laughs> and was like... Like, Tim, Tim, Tim McAuliffe was like, well, you know, what do... You know, what what should, should people give you know Ken Holland some credit? And then the guy, I th- I forget who the writer, I forget who the writer was, might have been Mark Spector, but he was like, Oh, Duncan Keith has been phenomenal. <laughs> and you like oh, look God. at <laughs> look at him play and you look at every stat, it's like, no, he hasn't. He's been brutal. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. I I think it also obviously we've talked about the forwards and the D. I wonder what Mike Smith we're gonna get in the conference final. I know ninety percent of the time it's the bad one, but I mean you never know. Like if that's what I, that's what I want to say too is like I think with Mike Smith, it's if he gives up a goal early, they're done. Yeah, like I feel yeah. like he loses his confidence so easily. So like, but if he could, starts like, making a few saves, like if he makes yeah, a good he gets club a roll, save off yeah. of McKinnon or something, like he kills a power play, 
But I think I think Colorado has the ability to keep pressuring and keep putting tons of quality and quantity like Calgary yep. can't do. Yep. Like they could yeah. just they could even if they lose two one or win two one, like they could have like fifty five shots. Like they just don't give up. I don't know. Yeah. They're so fun to watch. I hope they win. They are. Although I think McDavid has been fun, but the most important part of this is that it's going to be friggin' a great series. It's going to be awesome to watch. It's going to be great hockey. Um, and that's really like at that point, like that is what I care about the most. I'd say like, if I had to cheer for a team, I think I'm rooting for Colorado on the sole basis that I don't want a Canadian team to have success before the Seds do. Uh, so I would like, uh, KA teams out of the cut. Like when that, when the Habs made it last year, I was so pissed. I was like, come on, what a joke. But uh, I know Edmonton's not on the same level, but I mean, at the, at the same time, though, I don't particularly have anything against or for Edmonton, but I would like to see McDavid win something once eventually. Yeah. He's got a heart. He's fine. I, <laughs> He's just got a heart that, yeah. I just hate that all these bad moves by the Oilers front office are like, they're getting rewarded. I, t- I totally agree. Yeah. But think about it. They're going to keep they're just going to keep thinking that it's smart and then keep I doing know, it but... and suck. Yeah, but even you know, but even if they lose this round, like they'll still do that. They'll be like, "Oh my god, we made it to the conference finals and lost to arguably, along with Florida, who burnt Gosh. out, like yeah. one of the best teams in years on paper, right?" Yeah. Like, so yeah. even if they even if they get swept, I think in the third round, they try and run it back. The I know, same. Yeah, and it won't work, most likely. So let's hope you know they, they have mild success, but not good. Success. Mild, yes, mild, but not good. That's what we're all hoping for here. Um, but yeah, that'll be it. Let's do this one more time. There's only two series to predict here, guys. Let's two. So on in the West, are we thinking Colorado? I I think yes. Yes. Or right, what? So you give give it give McDavid two games, called six. Five. Uh, five. Yeah, I agree. Okay, we can do five. I Colorado think they'll win. Watch as before this episode even goes out. I guarantee you, Edmonton ends up winning tonight. But I want to <laughs> say that they win their three home games and they lose. They take one on the road. We'll see. Colorado? Yeah, but they're yeah. totally going to lose tonight now that I say that. <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll say Colorado at five. And then uh, Rangers, Lightning, I don't know. <laughs> Ugh, I, don't, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care. You want to say Lightning and six? Seven. Yeah. Lightning and seven. Lightning and seven. Opinion. Okay, sure. Lightning Just and because seven. the Rangers, Rangers yeah. seem to have to make yeah, yeah. everything dramatic. Okay, we'll call Lightning and seven. I'm good with that, too. So that will set up a Lightning Avalanche Cup final. That's, a, that's not a bad Cup final. It's pretty good. I take that. that. Yeah, it's better than better than Colorado Rangers. That would suck. That would be so brutal. Please God, Tampa Bay. I didn't think I'd be cheering for you this far in the playoffs, but get it done. I don't know why. Why do we hate the Rangers? We are like a Sens podcast. We hate the Rangers so much. I don't hate them. I feel like a lot of this is a Josh fueled and just getting carried by a goalie. Also, Josh thoughts. I hate them. Beat. there you yeah, go we have, we have beat. they're not good it's like it just yep. goes against the idea of like actually building a good team like you have chris Kreider, the tap-in merchant of like <laughs> nhl history he had seven i saw the stat yesterday during the game he had 17 tap-in goals the next in the league is, has nine so he has twice <laughs> as many as anyone else <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually a great stat so it's literally just a bunch of high shooting benders and the best goalie in our lifetime almost like there you go at the same time yeah that's uh go rangers there you go so we'll see if lightning can pull it out um put them out of their misery and give josh some satisfaction go to the final we'll see what happens
not um, going to work that way, but and, well, have some uh, be positive for once on this podcast. Good Lord. So that's, that's our playoff <laughs> update there. We'll see how these conference final matchups go. I'm very excited to watch one of them and not very excited to watch the other one. And we will leave it at that. So before we move on here, breaking news on the Zoobcast. This is always fun. Uh, Ottawa Senator Adam Gaudet has just posted to his Instagram story. Uh, well, three hours ago, he posted that him and his, his wife, Michaela, are expecting a baby. So congratulations. That's awesome. Uh, 30 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago, he, he posted, or Michaela Gaudet uh, posted an Instagram story herself about, so they did a gender reveal for their baby just now, apparently, at the CTC, and it's just Gaudet clapping a puck, and then it erupted into blue, so they're, they're having a boy. So Spoiler alert, wow. Well, I mean, come on, man. Like, what do you want me to do? Tell them to go on Instagram and do it? We tell them here so they don't have to. Okay, they're having a boy uh, off the Adam Gaudet, probably the hardest slap shot of his life. That was actually a cannon. Great release. Right over the pad. They're having a boy. So congratulations to the Gaudets. That's awesome. Um, I wonder if they'll name it after Zub. Yeah. Moving on to the World Championships, which have just concluded. Uh, Finland wins. They beat Canada in the gold medal game off of... I'm gonna, first of all, congratulations to Finland. It's awesome. They're celebrating really hard over there uh it's a party it's great it's cool to see europeans take this tournament super seriously which is really good it's good for the game they're having a blast over there a lot of questions about the officiating in this game which i know is like no one wants to hear that like it's so lazy but there was there were some questionable calls um and i believe it's it's fair to say finland was the the benefactor of most of them is that why they won the game maybe maybe not but yes yeah, I would it's say yes. Yeah, strong uh, for yes. But uh, at the same time, good tournament for the Sens. Batherson scored a bunch. Um, Shabbat looked great. Nick Holden's Holden, kids were just elite yep, in the yep. celebrations. Holden was fine. He was there. Um, but yeah, man, that's a cool. I don't know. It's a fun tournament. USA didn't win a medal, so that's my big thing. Which is, yeah, but you know what? Speaking of Adam Gaudet, yeah, jeez leading scorer for the freaking team usa in that tournament he was gross he was disgusting austin watson did not do as well but that's okay um adam Goddard had a great tournament the u.s finished fourth and uh i believe they lost to the czech czechia in yes, the age four yes in this in the bronze medal game but louis any final thoughts on on the world championships you watched a bunch of those games yeah no it was fun i mean as per usual it was kind of like Last year, not in the sense where they like just fell down a hole completely and then were the underdogs the whole way through, but in that they just kept needing comebacks and had ridiculous like wins. Yep. And you just thought it was totally going to happen again in the finals until that whole play happened where Shabbat, like Shabbat hooked the guy. He had his yep, stick totally in his crotch it. and everything. Yep. And then the guy fell. I mean, we'll say somewhat easily, whatever. No, it's a, but it's then a when Shabbat is going to go pick up the puck, the guy literally grabs Shabbat's foot. <laughs> And drags yes, him down and trips true. him. Yep. And then there was no call there, which, I mean, oh, well, what could you do? And then there was the whole high skin and high sticking himself thing earlier in the game. But, hey, it was an entertaining <laughs> tournament, which yep. it always is more than you'd think it would be. It's just, it, it's fine hockey, man. Like, the t- Team Canada was good this year. Like, they were. Dubois yep. was great. Yep. Uh, Barzal was super Comtois fun to watch. Was, I thought was good, too, for some reason. He was good. Um, it is a fun tournament. I kind of, I like what, like seeing the countries you don't usually see. 
like great britain was there Italy oh i was here for latvia a little just yeah. i don't know why small pulsers he's, yeah. he's there austria played some some fun games like denmark beat canada which is kind of cool um yeah, it was it was a fun tournament it's it's cool it's and it's 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 i like that it's always in europe because yeah. it's a different atmosphere fans are great oh great european fans over there in the helsinki especially ring. for like the small teams like when like hungary was in yeah the, the hungarian fans were crazy they're usually the, the the like uk or british fans are pretty good too yeah when germany's in. got good fans like finland does too so yep. they're all good great tournament's fun to watch i can understand why gord miller does it every year yeah <laughs> it must be a blast I mean, it was gord miller and mike johnson which perfect yep. combo so totally why um, else would you need a reason to watch so that was that was a wrap on the world championships we'll uh now, now Thomas Shabbat should take a, a break. God, please stop <laughs> playing hockey for a bit. It's been years. Take a break. So hopefully he takes a break. Um, moving on. Draft is soon. We're going to do a, a full draft episode. As we said later, we're going to, it's going to be a long one. It's going to be fun. Look, cover a lot of stuff. But at this time of year, it's all about speculation. Everyone's speculating. Everyone's putting out their rankings and their mock drafts. Corey Pronman, who is a well-known, uh, writer at the athletic bunch of bunch of prospect stuff uh he put out his rankings uh his prize latest draft rankings and these are worth going over because there's a few surprises and we'll also talk about who's going to the sentence but um these are rankings by the way not a mock draft so we should mention that they are different this is ranking so purely who is the best um and shane wright is not number one on his list it is yuri slavkovsky from slovakia uh josh do you agree or disagree with this potentially hot take from Corey Braman? i'll have to say i disagree explain <laughs> yes um shane wright i think is still like i think it's just recency bias i still think shane wright's in a tier of his own at the top um he had what many considered a down season but he was still basically a point and a half per game in his draft year which is very impressive Um, I like Slavkovsky. I actually just watched him a bunch last week, so pretty fresh in my mind. Um, I don't know. I I see him a lot as like a more of a power forward than a skill guy. And if the Sens were to be able to draft him, which after his performance at the World Championships, they won't. He'll be gone by by seven. Um, If they did draft him, he's a guy that you'd probably want as like your third option on a line. So if you did like Batherson and Stutzla, you'd want Slavkovsky as a third guy there. You don't want him running one of those top six lines. Right. That's kind of how I see it. Whereas Shane Wright, I think, can slide in as a, a pretty decent number one center, if not a very, very good number two center. So I don't know. I think it's just recency bias and trying to, you know, there, it's not a crazy good number one selection. So I think people are trying to go away from the expectation, trying to be different a bit. Not that uh, Corey Proman doesn't put in the work or anything. I just think that it's a common theme that a lot of people are doing lately. Yeah, and, and we should, sorry, Lou, I'll let you go in a sec, but we should say, like, we're not uh, dissing Corey Proman as a scout uh, or anybody, really. It's just no. everyone's got their own opinions, and you debate them, and that's what the rankings are all about leading up to the draft. But, Lou, you can go ahead. And Josh was touching on, like, a lot of stuff just with Shane Wright recently and how he's been maybe not going down the draft boards, but there's a lot more speculation about whether he should or would go first. And I don't know if you guys saw the Grant McCagg tweet from yesterday oh, yeah. <laughs> where he had like this big deep dive on Shane Wright. And anyway, and basically he was talking about how 
he has a very low motor and not great effort defensively. And if you watch right, he's not like a like a Marco Casper kind of guy who will just go all out after everything. But the thing is, he's such an intelligent player. He won't just overcommit. He has like a good grasp on time and space around him. So he doesn't need it. He doesn't need to. Exactly. He doesn't have to. And he doesn't have to. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't have to overcommit. He plays it smart. Bergeron is not the biggest like hound on the puck and all that stuff, but he's a great effective defensive player because he knows how to time everything and like support his teammates or jump into passing lanes just at the right time. You know, it's not always necessary to be super active all the time. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they're similar players, but a good example of that, of like, um, you know, having a motor and not having a motor, but playing with a high motor um, is Nick Suzuki. Like when he was a prospect, a lot of people were low on him because it was like, where's the effort in the OHL? If you're not giving me effort in the OHL, you're not even going to make the NHL. But in reality, he was just in position when he needed to be in position, right? So it didn't look flashy. I'd rather have a guy like Wright who's doing everything right no pun. Ah, I didn't mean lol. that to be a pun. Lol. He's doing things right by being in the correct position. And then when he progresses to the next level, he'll be able to use his speed and his motor when he has to, right? Whereas Slavkovsky is, yes, he's playing pro already, but he's already going all out. Like, because he kind of gets caught out of position sometimes. He's not a bad, he's not a dumb player IQ wise, but he's no. also not nearly on Wright's level because Wright is a very smart player to me. So I don't know. I think you know, you watch him and people say, oh, there's nothing you get excited about. But I think it's just because he's such a calm player on the ice. He's so effective. And could, yeah. Yeah. And I think that could translate really well. His comparable, I actually think was pretty good. His comparable for right was Mika Zibanejad. Um, yeah. I think he's Zibanejad, but good defensively. Because Zibanejad, yeah. I don't think, has great defensive results. So think of, you know, Zibanejad with that, that kind of shot you know, the offensive skill, but also very, very good defensively. Maybe just as good defensively as offensively. I totally That's agree. That's a pretty good player. That's the thing. We don't talk about Shane Wright's shot enough. Like, it is yeah. really yeah. good, man. Like, geez, like, and you can look at how, like, his point production is still really high. I just, I feel like it's, he's still at number one right now. And it's, I wouldn't say it's not particularly close, but it's not as close as people are making it out to be. So it's, I mean, it's a debate. It's a debate that we can have for, another month right before the draft we're, we're almost there and there will definitely be more debating that's for sure um so yeah it's, it's Slavkovsky for prominence Slavkovsky first followed by Shane Wright um Logan Cooley is third David Yurichek the defenseman is fourth and then you get up to seventh the Sens obviously pick seventh um and again this is rankings and not a mock draft so obviously that's going to be a bit different but you know for just for fun here like let's do a hypothetical so seventh in his rankings is Joachim Kemmel who is a forward from Finland. Um, He's also his mock draft to Ottawa. And there you go. So it's the same conversation anyway. You guys aren't so high on Joachim Kemmel. I know this. Uh, We've talked about a few different guys. Josh is giving a lot of thumbs downs in the camera on Zoom. Because my Wi-Fi is not going really well, so I want to make sure you can understand. The point point came across. Um, So, Louis. Actually, no. Not Louis. You can wait. Josh gave oh. me a bunch of thumbs down, so I'm going to go first. Um, why is Joachim Kemmel not the right pick for the Sens at seven? And do we think about, you know, one of the guys, we've talked about a few other guys, like Gleb. Everyone loves yes. Gleb. Matejchuk. Who would you, right now, having not, I know you haven't watched everybody, 
would rather pick at seven besides Joachim Kimmel. Are we talk? So are we eliminating the top six in Prominence yes. rankings? So the top okay. six would be just for everybody who doesn't have it in front of them: Slavkovsky, Wright, Cooley, Yurichek, Nemich, Cutter, Gauthier are the top six. Okay, so with those six out of the way, I think if I had to give like a list of okay, here's three guys that I want. I think it would have Matejchuk on it as the one defenseman, um, and then the two forwards would probably be Trikasov and Brad Lambert. I think so. My reasoning: first off, I think Matejchuk is the best defenseman in the class. I know Louis, you think it's Minchukov, I believe. Um, I haven't seen him yet, so I can't say I agree or disagree with you. Point being, if they are going D, that's the D I would go for, but I would probably go forward. Um, and then for Brad Lambert, like. We talked about it, I think, on the last episode or a couple episodes ago. Like, he's just a boomer bust kind of guy. And I think um, Joachim Kemmel is too. I just think Lambert has more potential. You know, he has a higher upside. And he also, you know, he, what Kemmel has in shooting, uh, Lambert has in skating and then some. And I think that's almost more valuable because I don't like the way that Kemmel kind of produces his goals from far away on big ice that won't be available at the next level. So I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Kimmel personally, but I know a lot of people are, and a lot of people would be happy with that pick for Ottawa. Louis. Yeah. Uh, like just looking at my personal top three, I totally, I'd have, I mean, as Josh said, if we were going to go defense, which I think I'd rather forward, but yeah, if we were going to go D I like Matejchuk, but I would prefer Mintyukov personally. And then after that, Probably, yeah, Gleb. <laughs> like he's oh, just, he's just so one. smart. Sorry, we'll, we'll go ahead, Josh. I forgot uh, Matthew Savoy. I was kind of sc- scrolling through this too quick. Um, and then last one, and then I'll let you go for a while because I cut you off. But Frank Nazar. That'd I was just one. about to get to him. He's yes. personally my favorite forward available after those guys, which, I mean, I don't – where do I have on my list? I have him third on my rankings. I'm really high on Frank Nazar. Like, it's just, he's just such a smart player. His brain has evolved to just perfectly fit what you're looking for in terms of player development. And yeah, I just rather would have any of those guys like over, like what Josh had with Kamel. It's just, I have issues with um, some of his decision-making. And at that point, I'd rather go with a guy like, yeah, Lambert would be great. But personally, I'd rather go with a guy like Nazar or Trikazov, or Savoy, and we've talked about Casper before. That would just be hilarious. Yep. If they went for a guy like Mark Casper, he would be really entertaining. And speaking of Frank Nazar, on a more important scouting note, I picked him in my NHL 22 GM mode, and he just ripped up the league. So that means that... Were you using the Sens? No. It was an expansion team, Oh, okay. Okay, so maybe we might still get him. Who knows? I don't know. I don't remember what pick I had, but either way. This is important. Um, but yes, so clearly, according to this podcast, Joachim Kemmel is not the guy at seven. But there are other guys who could be the guy at seven. And this is the conversation that we will continue to have for days and days and weeks until we eventually draft someone ranked 89th who neither of us have ever heard of. And that To be fair, Gleb Trikazov is ranked 51st on Corey Prondon's ranking. So <laughs> yes. if you're going oh. for, if you, I think that, like it'd be perfect scenario like yeah okay you're taking a guy apparently ranked low but i think he should be ranked probably in the top 10 so it works so out it's a steal i wouldn't say a steal it's the it's right a area steal. To pick. all right you heard it here first I, it we do steal. think i don't know 
Louis Adam, you agree they should just trade the pick if they're going to get a good forward? Yeah, yeah. But 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 uh, you know, unless unless Sheen Wright has like <laughs> some sort of like he just falls to seven, like you have to trade the pick. But the like, other guy that I the sorry, thing, just sorry, real quick, go go ahead, uh, go ahead, Louis. The yeah. the other guy that I wouldn't trade it for, and I know it's a defenseman, but if Yurichek falls to seven, I'm picking him any day of the week. I just really? I think he is, su- dude. I love his potential. He's just so assertive and aggressive in terms of like a defenseman, like in but his skating. I know, but to be fair, I think a lot of that can be attributed to his knee injury from the Olympics. Or at Olympics, sorry, World Juniors. Bad excuse. <laughs> like, I I'm agree, kidding. it's not good. But that's that's one of the things you can improve the most also. And if yeah, it is 100%. partially like injury-related, then it should be getting much better. It's just, again, I, I tend to lead for, and I you too, Josh, we tend to lean towards like much smarter players yes. like that over like other tools. So that's that's just a guy that I I personally would love taking to if you found. Well, I hope I he's gone by our pick. You think this is oh, how I don't think he'll be there. scouting meetings go? Like people are just destroying each other. I mean, hey. listen, we just had like a four minute video. Yeah, of, of stuff yeah. like that, well, and we, they were was, talking yeah. about yeah, yeah. Maverick Lamoureux, and we know this because he's like he's a huge guy, but he's just so skinny, and that's literally <laughs> the first thing he said because Maverick Lamoureux is what six seven one ninety yeah. or something ridiculous. Which, yeah, yeah. Um, Can I just let it be known that? Um, Corey Pronman's so Corey Pronman does this thing with the top 10 where he'll say what he thinks their skating, puck skills, hockey sense, compete, and yes. shot are against NHL average. He has Joachim Kemmel's shot as above NHL average, which is fair, like it's a he has a very good shot, yeah. But then he has Cutter Gauthier's as high end, so he says that Cutter Gauthier has an even better shot than Kemmel, which that all like power to him you could think that i don't think it's necessarily all that wrong but i think the only thing that makes kemmel an interesting prospect is his shot yeah so if you don't even think his shot is that good i personally don't see how he could be a top 10 even top 15 like consideration kind of guy i don't know yeah we'll see we'll see what happens man and 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 again to the earlier point like i think we are all in consensus if there's a forward available like for like fiala for example and the deal is there yeah you can use the trade riley smith okay maybe not <laughs> at the same time i don't want them to force a trade if yeah. the player's not that good or if the trade sucks like i i don't want them to overpay with the seventh if they're adding other stuff if you have to make a pick like make a pick like there are players that you can pick that will be fine um but we'll see how it goes on draft day for the sense which is a while away uh we're gonna leave it there i think for this episode but stay tuned we're gonna have some draft content coming up in the next couple of weeks. When's the, the draft's like July 7th? First week, right? yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Start of the second week of July. A few weeks. Yes. But try to have a couple guests on maybe uh, before that. But either way, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Um, and yeah, man, I hope that you're enjoying the nice weather. It's been beautiful out here in Ottawa. A little hot. It's too hot. Too hot. Yeah, I hate hot. it. We've been playing some spike ball, though, Louie and I. It's been good. Good spike ball weather. So go out. Get outside, guys. Well, stop listening to this. Unless you're outside, then keep listening. But either way, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you next episode. Take care, everybody. Bye.